Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, you know, I'm guessing that you're like most people and you sit there and you say, you know what? I wish I felt happier. I wish I felt better. I, I wish, you know, that, that I had this mental well-being that everybody's talking about and I just feel well. Well, today we're going to talk a little bit about that because, again, it's a basic human need. We all want it. And wouldn't you like to learn how to do it? Well, the fact that you're sitting here listening to this podcast means you do. So we're going to get into it today because I've got my good friend Andy Murphy with me and we're going to talk about that. And so with that, we're going to jump right in and roll that episode. Hi, I'm Jason Mefford, and you're in the right place to start transforming your career and life with this podcast. I've been in the trenches as an executive leader And now I'm an executive coach and confidential advisor to executives all over the world. I use a multidisciplinary approach to improve learning that drives transformation by getting to the root cause in a practical, no-nonsense way. I love learning and sharing what makes people tick. You get both education and entertainment, since learning shouldn't be boring, right? But that's enough about me. This podcast is a combination of intuitive leadership, neural influence, and mental mastery to take your career and life to levels you've never thought possible. If you're wanting to improve yourself, develop stronger relationships professionally and personally, make quicker, better decisions, and become a more effective leader, then of course, this podcast is for you because you are going to learn how to manage emotions in yourself and others, avoid burnout, stress, and anxiety, master your mind, get people to listen and take action, and become a lifelong learner. And when you do that, you will have a positive mental attitude, executive leadership presence, and the skills to know exactly what to say and do in any situation. I'm glad you're here. So let's get started. All right, Andy. Welcome, my friend. It's, uh, (laughs) how are you today? I'm really well, thank you, Jason, and uh, very happy to be here. Thank you. Well, you know, it's funny because we were talking, you know, We'll let let people in on a little bit of a secret. We talk before we hit record, right? We and do, you're, we do. You're just one of those people, too, that um, was kind of divine intervention, if you want to call it, of, of reaching out and us getting together today. Um, you know, you live in the same places in Australia where my wife is from. I mean, there's like so many connections that we had just talking beforehand And also kind of about what you're doing and how you're helping people that we're very aligned on. So 
I want to get in and, and, and talk about that. So maybe just, just give people a little, you know, snippet of who you are, how you're helping people. And then we can kind of jump in and talk a little bit more about what is this mental well-being? What is it? How do you, how, what are you doing? Right. Kind of thing. Sure. So. I can do that. And yes, I agree with you. I felt we were very aligned and it was a really good opportunity for me. So um, obviously the accent is Australian. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, I live in Victoria, which is, um, you know, main city is Melbourne and uh, in an area which we call Melbourne's playground, which is the Mornington Peninsula. And so I am, you know, in my early 50s and um over my sort of the last couple of years, I've been looking at where my life is going and what I want to do with it and all that sort of thing. And, you know, after raising a, a beautiful boy, my son, on my own since he was three months old and he's almost 23, when he kind of got to that 17, 18-year-old age, I was like, okay, so now what do I do? You know, what do I do? I've been taking care of this gorgeous boy all of this time um, specifically, very consciously from the time he was about 11 or 12, I really sort of threw myself into just him. And while I was doing that, I wasn't taking care of my own well-being. Um, I thought I was, but I wasn't because I was so busy, focused on him and making sure he had everything he needed and, and you know, life was good for, for him. And so along the way, I, I got to you know, a journey through some really big stuff. And um, the biggest thing that I realised I needed earlier in my life was support around my mental wellbeing. And I hadn't been receiving that. And so I went and sourced it myself. And I did that through joining an ashram first and uh, spent five years in there and took my son with me. And then um, I took him with me on that journey, I should say, you know, and then I went, so I became a real yogi and got very much into yoga and meditation and all that sort of thing, which definitely supports our, our mental well-being. Um, and then I became a yoga teacher and yoga meditation teacher, including um, I'm a yoga teacher where I can support um, women or, or young girls that have been through trauma. So it's called trauma yoga. And it's about um, integrating that yoga into people's lives so that they can get back in touch with their body because the trauma is trapped in the body. So anyway, all of that work kind of led me into um, where I am now as a, in my job. I'm a health promotion practitioner for a big public hospital. And, but my hands are quite tied. And I'm like, mm, it's still not the right place for me. So I just started to join a group, which is how I met you, Jason. And we have been fortunate enough to have a mentor that has taught us so much about life and, um, and how we look at ourselves and how we have that choice and that ability to look at ourselves and yet we still don't. Anyway, so that got me back into my coaching because I actually was a um, certified life coach I don't know, 18 years ago. <laughs> did a, wow. Did so a, you, the, the early, well, early on, you were actually doing some coaching. Okay. Yeah. I knew growing up, I knew I was kind of different and there was something there that was bigger than, than I am. And I hadn't tapped into that because growing up, there was a lot of depression and anxiety in my life. And also that I had an issue with addiction. I was, you know, 
substance abuse. I was a recreational drug user. I was a, a, an you know, alcohol user. And, and, and with that came food binging and also came sex addictions and things like that. So that I had a very addictive personality, which really all it did was numb all the stuff that I've been so fortunate to look at now. It's like, oh, what's in this bag? Yeah, right. Okay, let's dive into that, shall we? <laughs> you know, and there's a yoga saying in yoga, no mud, no lotus. You've got to get down dirty and deep and mm. then you come out and you shine, yeah? And so that's where my journey has got me to right now. And when my son finally moved out of home, I really saw how much energy and time I had put into him and had really neglected myself on many levels relationship-wise. I haven't had a relationship for a very long time. Um, you know, where I live, how I live, all that sort of thing, because I wanted to make sure he had what he needed. And, you know, I was quite happy to have the antidepressants or the anti-anxiety tablets, whichever way you want to look at it, to suppress the, the the anxiety that was there why I functioned through life I was always called a functioning addict I held a job I I was capable of raising a child I was capable of living you know managing a home um, capable of having you know conversations and relationships etc cetera, etc cetera. but everything that I was doing was behind closed doors of a nighttime kind of thing so to speak and therefore you know it was like the next day, the, the, you know, that wake up of, oh, my God, I've had too much to drink or I've had too much to, you know, too much to smoke as in pot or whatever like that. And I was like, fuck, what do I do now? And you go, you carry that hangover and that regret and that shame and that guilt into the day, which becomes more than one day, which becomes more than one week, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and you just find yourself in this vicious cycle. And life was kind of, I was sucking my life out of myself because I wasn't taking notice of what I really, really needed. I wasn't listening to my body. I wasn't asking my body, what does it need? I was just allowing myself to live in really, really bad habits, have really bad behavior sort of thing. And so I needed to really change that. So that change in all that really came about in the last three years, but more specifically in the last 12 months. Um, and so when I work with my clients, which are women, because I look at the women as we are harder on ourselves than anybody else. And any, I feel like we are than any other species. This is my experience, obviously. Clearly I'm a woman, so I can say that. <laughs> I'm allowed to say that because I'm speaking from, oh, yes, that's actually me. <laughs> um, so we are really, really hard on ourselves and we push ourselves to the limit. You know, we take care of everybody around us. It could be small children. It could be animals. It could be elderly parents. It could be work colleagues. It doesn't, it doesn't matter who we're taking care of. We're just taking care of everything else but ourselves. You know, and I just got goosebumps because this is just so freaking important to me because it's so real. And it sort of says to me, you know, when we take that time and stop and put ourselves first, which is what I have done now, life completely changes. 
Well, and this is this is one where um, we we got to dig into this because there there's so much of what you just said there is what we all experience. Okay, so so I want to kind of un, un, unpack a little bit of this and then and then dig in deeper on on some of these because you know again your experience as a woman, single mom raising a beautiful boy. Mm-hmm. You know, this is so typical of of many women, right? Right. Yeah. Um, you you know, you 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 bring this new life into the world, you spend the next 20 something years, you know, caring for this this other human. And so much of the time women neglect themselves, mm-hmm. right? Because they're just putting everything into the child, right? Right. And so that's right. kind of the female perspective. The male perspective is a little mm-hmm. bit different. Sure. But it, but it's similar, right? Is instead of you know, as a dad, instead of necessarily you know pouring everything into my kids because my wife at the time was doing that, mm-hmm. I was pouring my everything into earning money Correct. and providing, and so <clears throat> you know, especially at the earlier parts of our lives, we're we're all kind of giving, 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 giving to everybody else, whether it's to our career, to our family. And then you and I wake up in midlife and we're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> right? <laughs> where did that go? <laughs> you know, and, and so it is, it's, it's one of those where what's, what's, what's funny is, is where you said here at the end that you've got to put yourself first. So yeah. I want to come back to that because I, I want to go into that more because so many people think that's selfish. Yes. And, and we're going to get yeah. there. But it what is I, so but not selfish. It's, it's so not. And, and it's, but, no. but, but I wanted to back up a little bit too because of some of the stuff that you talked before about with the depression, anxiety, addictive yeah. behavior as well. Because I think, again, this is it's an elephant in the room for a lot of people that we just got to talk about and we got to share so that people realize it's okay to talk about this yeah. and maybe why we're doing what we're doing. Right. It's that's so true because when I sat in a doctor's surgery, I remember this conversation with a doctor five or six years ago and his words were, you are struggling silently. You are our biggest concerns. Those of you, that struggle behind closed doors and don't come forward. And that goosebump, that really hit a core with me. I'm like, oh, my God, of course. There will be so many. And that could be, that could look like nurses, especially in this day and age, Jason, with what this world has turned into in the last two years, nurses, first responders, you know, or teachers, you know, they're all still human. They're all still, most of them predominantly will be parents. Mm-hmm. trying to navigate all of that at the same time. And so they hide, all of this is hiding behind closed doors. And I'm not saying those people specifically either are doing that, but it's just, it, it showed me how important this work is and how important it is for me to be, you know, to reduce, re- release my shame and guilt around whatever I have around those tags and then just go fuck that I need to speak up right now because if anything's 
the last two years has taught us, we have to look after ourselves. Whether we believe in it, agree with it, whatever, it doesn't matter, as in what's happened the last two years, we still have to look after ourselves because if we don't, somebody else is going to control it. Well, and that, yeah, and that's that's why I, I want to go here because, like you said, you know, releasing the shame and guilt. Yeah. Um, you know, again, we're a small population, but both of us <laughs> have gone through what you've been talking about. And I'm guessing that 80 to 90% of the people that are listening to this are going through the same thing. Correct. Right. So for you, it showed up. I mean, I love that that term, you know, the functioning addict. Yeah. But, you know, people, you know, the reason why you were doing that, I heard you use the word numbing, right? Yes. That you were trying to numb yourself. Correct. Right? Numb out the feelings, not, not like avoid myself and not look at what I needed to look at for myself to be thriving. I was surviving. I was actually white fucking knuckling surviving. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't even really surviving, you know, and none of us need to do that we all are worthy and earn this thriving of life and I think that's really important when you really get that it's sort of like oh yeah okay I actually do and there that is not selfish in fact it is not so it is selfish if we don't do it because we are still mentors parents teachers, whatever we are of the younger the younger people, that if we don't teach them, how can we say to them, take care of yourself if we're not taking care of ourselves? You know, and smaller age children mimic us as well. And they're also at the most vulnerable part of their life. So the work that I do with women is going to pave a better journey or a better future for their children. When they get their shit together, like I've done. And I do well, call it getting shit together. But. Well, I, I think this idea of struggling behind closed doors, right? Because I, I, I did this myself. You've done this yourself as well. Um, and, and I think, you know, you, you, you use the word shame and guilt yeah. as well, right? So, you know, I, I was the same way. I was on depression or you know, medicine, I had high blood pressure, I was putting up a brave face at work, and with everybody around me, but I didn't have my shit together, right in the dark. And so, you know, how many people actually deal with that, where again, they're putting on this brave face, but inside they're dying. And so they and so they go home, and they want to numb. And there's yeah. different ways that different people numb, right? It could mm-hmm. be, you know, drug, alcohol, violence, sexual yep. addiction, anger, gambling. gambling. You mm-hmm. know, there's all of these different different things that you can do, right? Where again, it's like, you know, I'm sure everybody listening at some point, you know, if you drink alcohol, or you, you probably said at some point, man, I need a drink. Yes. Right? man, I need a drink. And especially with that substance, right? I've always been good about being able to control myself just just from my standpoint. But it was because I tell myself, I want a drink, but why do I want the drink? 
Correct. Yeah. If I want the drink because I'm trying to avoid something, then I won't let myself drink. Yeah. Right. I won't let myself escape because of that. Um, where a lot of people do, right? And again, that's where a lot of times alcohol abuse comes into it. Um, because I think that that was kind of your experience yeah, it or it is. sounded like, right? You wait, and then you wake up the next day and you're like, why am I so hungover? Why did I do that to myself? Correct. It's like, oh my God, I'm so stressed. Give me a drink. Oh my God, I'm so stressed. Give me a cigarette. Like they add to anxiety. They don't support it in any way, shape or form. It doesn't matter who you are alcohol or even even right down to a cigarette the way it affects the body it does not um, suppress our anxiety it puts extra stress on our body so therefore the anxiety just shifts from a emotional mental feeling to a physical mm -hmm. so we're just shifting the the, the, the goalposts for all us aussies that have football <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, had to say I do. I do love some Aussie rules. I do. Oh love, my god! I love, love American Aussie. football, but I do love some Aussie rules too. My son is a very, very good Aussie rule player. So there you go. But but it's. I was going to say, you know, but, but you know, again, just to because I'm sure again, I've I've been there. You've been there. People mm -hmm. that are listening to this are probably on there too. But there's kind of an embarrassment that goes along with it. Absolutely. Right? Which, which I think Absolutely. is one of the reasons why we, we try to do it behind closed doors. So how do, how do we get past that? Right. I mean, you sure. know, maybe yeah. part of it's just talking about it, like we're talking about it, but how do you help people realize it's okay. And you don't have to do it behind closed doors. Everybody else is doing it too. Right. And, and sure. how do we, how do we change it? So you come out, come out of the closet. I know that goes along with yeah. something else, but that's, I agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I remember when I really needed to do this was when someone would say, how are you? And I went, please don't ask me that. Just let me know how you are instead. Because I was the sort of person that I don't want to lie because I'm not a good liar. So I don't like lying and I won't lie. And I'm very authentic. So I was like, I'd have to answer that really honestly. And you don't have the time for that right now. Because <laughs> I'm going to unload on you. Right? Yeah. yeah, ready? <laughs> and also in saying that, I will also add just quickly first that psychology and psychiatry and psychotherapy and all those sorts of things. I was in that, those certain, you know, those, those rooms for many, 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 many years, but they kept me in my story. I kept repeating, repeating, repeating what was happening for me and it wasn't supporting me to shift it. So then with coaching, it's completely different because I'm not a trained psychiatrist, psychologist, psychotherapist. I don't even pretend to be that. Mm -hmm. But I am a coach and I am a woman that has experienced all this. So the way that we work through getting ourselves out there is wanting to look at it first. We have to, like, I had to make the decision, I need to look at this. And then once if I did that, who and where do I get support that's, that suits me and provides me with exactly what I need so I can continue to work in my life while I heal because, you know, that's the functioning part of it. I've got to keep functioning people, but I've got to heal at the same time. And now that I'm ready to heal, who's going to help me do that? Um, you know, just add another job to a goddamn list, yeah? It's, it's kind of like, it's like we become overwhelmed with it. So 
what I the work that I do with women is I we, we step through a program together and the program is something that I have been taught um, myself so I'm not teaching anyone something that I don't know I haven't experienced or um, and I don't know anything about so it's kind of like you know what stories are we telling ourselves that create this anxiety or that create this unwellness or unwell-being or non-well-being because well-being is both mental and emotional it's not just mental and it's not just emotional if you have good mental well-being you have good emotional well-being if you have good emotional well-being you have good mental well-being it's not either or it's together it's the same and so when we look at are we in environments that are not healthy to us like is it a work environment do we really want to be in that job or is it a relationship environment do we really want to be in that relationship or you know the home environment how am I living am I living this because someone told me this is all I can be all I can do all I can live in or am I doing it because I want to do it you know am I the one that's judging myself too hard my answer was absolutely fucking yes I was the biggest and hardest judge on me no one could judge me any more or any harder than I had already done myself you know I'm sure there's so many people out there that know that when I say that and so then it meant what language am I saying to myself and you know is it nurturing or am I putting myself down or am I letting other people around me put me down like everything was was kind of like it felt like soul crushing and therefore when we shift out of that space and we say stop it or no more or whatever words we want to choose and you go and we start to look at what is important to me what is important to you and then we can dive into what are your values like like is is health your top value great how's your health shit house Mm-hmm. Why is it shit house? I'm overweight. I don't eat properly. I'm stressed. Blah blah blah. Okay, so then for health isn't your top value? Yes, it is. Well, it can't be. <laughs> or you wouldn't be all of those. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, is freedom a, a, a top value? Yeah, it is. So why are you tying yourself in knots and not giving yourself any space? You're running around looking after everybody. Have you got space for you? No. Well, where's your freedom sitting? So it kind of, to me, it's about working through those things. It's around, you know, putting in boundaries. Okay, as an example, I drink seven days a week. My first boundary is I'll reduce that. We can't just go from one to 100 because we know it's not going to work. We have to step through this process. And there is no right or wrong way about it. It's a case of listening to what we or I, you know, I'll talk about what I want, what does my body need, what does my mind need, what is my emotional um, needs, what are my emotional needs, like what is my heart saying? Am I living my dharma? My life purpose is dharma. So am I living my dharma? No, I'm working for somebody else and who has major restrictions on how I work because of the type of work it is. Well, I can do better than that and do bigger than that. So that's, you know, for me, how I stepped into this coaching um, life of mine as well. So 
it's okay for us to say we need to jump ship here because this is where we need to go. You know, just because someone said you must have a job and you must work really, really hard. It's like, really? Who decided on that? Well, those are all stories that we've been told, right? Correct. Correct. And they start from they are tribal, so they have come up through generations. Then they, you know, specifically I'm a, um, you know, I think I'm a baby boomer child. My folks are called the baby boomers. That generation was really, really hardworking. I'm not saying generations before that weren't, but it was different. And there was so many, you know, access to so much more in their life. And then look at us now with technology. Oh, my God, don't even get me started. But, you know, it was drilled into them from their fam- from their parents that you had to work really, really hard. You had mm-hmm. to succeed. You had to go to school. You had to go to college. You had to do blah, blah, blah. It's like, who fucking says? Because you don't have to do all of that. You don't have to do anything you do not want to do. And I mean that from don't throw a tanty and, and be a bit rebellious like I was because that's the little I was an exceptionally rebellious 16-year-old. There is no <clears throat> doubt about that. I'm talking about I don't have to do what you're saying because that's not who I am. I am the person that wants to support in this way or wants to live in this particular way. Um, I want to take care of my children, but I want my freedom as well. I want to work, but I want to have my own business. You know, I want a beautiful home, but I can be anywhere I want. It doesn't have to be on a clifftop, you know, in the middle of Sydney or or Melbourne or whatever. It, it, It can be in the country. It can be whatever it needs to be. It could be a shack on a beautiful block of land surrounded by trees. It's choice. And our choice is so important. Like choice is one of my highest values. Obviously, freedom is. Um, well-being is my top value. But, you know, learning how to put ourselves first and filling our own cup is the only way we're going to survive. And we are entitled to it because well-being is vital to our life force. Well, I think it's interesting because if we if if we touch on a, a little bit of what you were talking about there, because especially since you're you're dealing with women, mm-hmm. you know, and again, men that are listening, this relates to us too. Okay. Yeah. I've already <laughs> I've already told you it relates to me, right? Um, and, and I've gone through and experienced a lot of the same stuff. It's just in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. But where where for women, and, and again, as you were talking, I was just sitting there thinking, how ironic is this, right? Yeah. So, so, you know, we'll just take you as an example, right? Because again, what you're, what you're talking about, I'm guessing it's what you've gone through and it's, it's what you've worked through and that's why you're helping people, right? So yeah. if, I, if I'm putting wrong words in your mouth here, then slap me and, and, and we'll go. But, but what's, you know what's, what's yeah, I know you will, I know you will. <laughs> You know, reach right through the internet and slap me. Yes. But, no, you can't say that. <laughs> but what's interesting, you know, because as a, as a mother, right, is in and you even use the word beautiful boy. You love your son, right? So much, it's ridiculous. and and you have done everything you can, right? I'm sure to 
you know, raise him up, to help him feel good about himself, to talk to him in a way so that he can be successful. And, and what's, what's funny is, you know, as, as we were talking about some of this addictive personality or the, the, some of the things that a lot of times were in the, in the shadows behind the doors that, that, you know, I'm sure you were this way and I'm sure a lot of other people this way, you were, <clears throat> you were probably the super mom to everybody in the neighborhood, right? I was. Yes. And then you get home, <laughs> you, you still got the cape out there. <laughs> super mom right so so you you go out you know all all the other ladies in the neighborhood they saw you know you're a super mom your son is awesome you come home you put him to bed and you're like right correct at that point and you're like give me the bottle give me the whatever i just i can't take this anymore i've got to numb out yeah you know and and you finish your day that way you get up in the morning a little hungover but you put on your super mom cape again and you go out and you do it. And the next day you come back and you're a little bit more tired than you were before. And so maybe you drink a little bit more than you did the night before, whatever. Right. But it starts, it starts in this pattern. And then, like you said, you know, that we, when we're doing that and behind the closed doors, that's when the guilt and shame usually comes in. Right. And so I can only imagine the kinds of things that you were saying to yourself that you never would have said to your son. Oh my and God. To me, this is what is so ironic is yeah. all the, the super moms that are saying everything that needs to be said to their child, and yet they're shooting themselves in the foot, they're killing themselves, they're sucking their own energy out by how hard they are on themselves and the guilting and the shaming and the shoulda, woulda, couldas, all the stuff that's going on that is depleting you, right? So not only are you, are you giving everything to your, your son or your family or whatever it is that people are giving to, but you're taking the rest of you away by, you know, talking shitty to yourself at the end of the day. It's so depleted. Exhaustion is so underrated so so underrated like you know as you were saying all that that was exhausting for me hearing it because I'm like oh my (laughs) god that is so true and I also thought of you know it doesn't have to even be a substance there are some mums and women out there that don't drink at all but they work themselves to exhaustion and then they get up and do it again so it's still the cycle of not being well because there is some form of guilt or shame or judgment sitting within them thinking, I've got to work this hard to achieve what I need to achieve for my family, you know, for my work colleagues, whatever it is. And so exhaustion, the more exhausted I got, the more exhausted I got. Yeah. To, and right down to I even end up having sleep deprivation. And I had that for like five years and you can't make that shit up in like time. You can't do it. It is gone, 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 gone. Even if I wanted to sleep for the next six months, it's still gone. It will never replace all of that, that time. What we do now and go is we stop beating ourselves up 
we would it would be cast as child abuse about some of the stuff we do to ourselves as adults Mm -hmm. mentally physically and emotionally literally would be classed as child abuse in one sense because we would not treat our children the way we treat ourselves you wouldn't even think about it you wouldn't even dream about doing it and yet there's an inner child within every single one of us that's screaming for us to say hello i'm here hug me love me nurture me put me first please kind of stuff so you know to me that and 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 going there okay so just again to kind of summarize or analogize this for people so what you're really saying right is a lot of people are being super mom super dad to their physical kids but they're actually abusing their own inner child Correct. to the point that if you were to do the same things to a physical child, social services would probably come and grab you and take your child away from you. Correct. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And yet, and I know that's a really harsh thing to say because I do know an honor and respect. There are a lot of, there is a lot of abuse in this world that is physically occurring for people. So I'm, we're not, we can make it clear we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about those of us that are doing this to ourselves and not, and we can be so much more and so much better than what we are. Well, not even so much better, so much more or, or who, who we are from our core, from our heart when we stop doing that to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's, you know, we are mindful of, of, of the, um, the trauma and, and that can other people experience this is not what this is about this is not what we're talking about here this is different well and and it's kind of the you know again because everybody you know as you're listening you might be thinking well i don't do that right well have you ever told yourself oh that was stupid jason yeah i say that way more than i still should right i mean i'm aware of it and i'm stopping it but we all end up saying things to ourselves that we wouldn't normally say to other people So, so how does this, you know, putting yourself first and, and kind of, you know, getting back to living from your purpose sort of thing. So how, how does this look? I mean, I know you kind of said, look, there's got to be some awareness about it, right? First off, like we got to kind of wake up. So again, you know, some of you listening, this may be your wake up call, right? Yeah. Um, The second thing you kind of talked about was finding support that suits you. Sure. As well, too. So maybe let's talk a little bit about that, because I think I think that's interesting. You know, there's there's a lot of different modalities. There's a lot of different people that are Mm -hmm. doing certain things. There's going and it seems like that certain things would resonate with certain people. Right. I mean, so so how do you how do you kind of go about or or do that? And I guess to realize that not everybody has to do the same thing. Because the same thing won't work for everybody, I'm guessing. Absolutely. I think I can tell you a little secret. Well, maybe it's not going to be a secret because it's going to be on podcast. But I remember going to one of my psychology sessions stoned. (laughs) Yeah, that was probably a fun session for him. it (laughs) It was a him. And I went to this session stoned because I wanted to test his ability to understand me and know. He did not know I was stoned, and I can confirm this because the following week, because I was seeing him weekly at this stage, I said, so 
how did you think last, like I actually asked him about the, the last session we had. He says, oh, yeah, blah, 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 you're a bit kind of all over the shop. I said, I was stoned. And he said, oh, no, you weren't. He actually said, no, you weren't. I go, yes, I was. And no, said, I made sure I was stoned before. I yeah, I did that for you on purpose because that was the rebellious girl that I was back then. You know, and I'm talking like that was over 20 years ago. But anyway, the point I was making back then was, and, and I think that was our last session too after I confirmed with him that he didn't know and, and he kind of went, yeah, I don't think I'm the right person for you. Um, but anyway, so it is a trial and error. We do have to go, there is a space where, you know, you go through all these different times where you tr you're trying out different things. I guess what I'm saying to people, if they have not tried coaching, then to, to think about this and then um if you like okay as an example for me you would you would go and look at my my instagram page or my website or my facebook page etc you'd listen to this this podcast that i've got with you jason and you go okay i am connecting with your energy or i'm connecting with what you're saying i will do at least a you know private message or a, or a call out to me in some way and that's how we would begin to to sort of see whether we're the right fit because i also only want people that are coachable you need to be in a space where you are ready to make change and then prepared to make those changes um, you know I do that through a 12-week program and we look and dive really deep I'm a really deep it's interesting you said I think you said to me earlier in the podcast let's dive deep I'm like I just did a post about that <laughs> a couple of days ago because I am I am a deep person I work at a deep level and I like working from that level not a lot of people do and that's okay because it's really uncomfortable and you've got to get really fucking vulnerable and you know tears and excuse me but snot bubbles they come with it <laughs> you know that is that is the look because that's how we clear it all out and make space for what we're about to do and so it's learning to put in a new relationship with ourselves it's learning to honor ourselves and it's learning to decide to decide and choose what's possible for me so what is it that i really really want some people might not know their dharma at the beginning of the program but i can guarantee you at the end of the program they do yeah and it's sort of like we will go through it together. We, I, I take them through step by step. We start with building the foundation. So we start to look at what, what has got us to where we are. We look at the stories and we go, we're not telling those stories anymore. We're just going to reprogram them. We're going to change that story right now. I don't want to know any more story because it's going to keep you there. And if you want to keep telling a story, I'm not the right person. So, you know, if you want to do that, then that's, you know, that's what that you come to me sort of thing. And we would then, once we've worked out the foundations and we've worked out this, what we, who you want to be and the values that you have and what boundaries, because, we, you know, a lot of us put boundaries in place, but then we let them move, you know, and then all of a sudden those boundaries have gone. We're going to bring them back. And then we're going to go and get catch, let them go again. We're going to bring them back. So if we're sick of that yo-yo performance that we do, then this is the sort of work that you're going to want to do. And, you know, I call it, we build those foundations and then we up-level the shit out of those foundations. And what that means is that we grow into that new 
what is possible phase. And then we get to live from that new possibility in the, in the third phase. So it's, I mean, it's, it's a, you know, this is one of those things where as I, I, uh, you know, I've done a lot of training over times I've written books, I've done a lot of, you know, I got podcasts and other stuff. And then, and, and there's, there's so many people that think you can just take a pill yeah, and everything is fixed, you know, which, which actually, I mean, that I wasn't meaning it to be that way, but that really ties back into our addiction yeah, issues that we were talking about before, right? Is that so much of the time we want to feel well, yeah, but it takes work to feel well, yeah. right? Where most people would be, nope, just give me a drink, just give me a pill, just give me a whatever, right? And then I'm going to feel good. Well, you will temporarily, right? But just like what you're talking about, I mean, what you typically run people through from a coaching program is 12 weeks, right? Yeah. That's three months. Correct. Now, you and I both know there's a reason for that, right? <laughs> because most transformation doesn't come until you get to the 60 to 90 day frame. And that's again, because of the way that we're programmed, it's, it, it takes us that long to get rid of some habits and develop new habits. And that's really when you start to see the change. Most people give up long before they ever get to that point. So day, day 14 or 21 is usually, that's usually where it is. Cause I, I've, I don't know how many times I've, I've, I've worked with people and I've, I've given them a tool, right? And they go away and they're like, man, the first two weeks, you know, I was doing really great. And then all of a sudden I just stopped doing it. Yeah. Like, I told you that was going to happen, didn't I? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I didn't believe you. Well. <laughs> and that's the thing in the program that I do. I don't tell you what's going to happen that if you don't do it. I tell you what's going to happen if you do do it. Yeah. So we keep focusing forward. Yeah, and so it is, you know, this subconscious transformation is huge. We have to go into that level because most of us don't realise that we are operating subconsciously mm -hmm. because that's where the beliefs are that you and, I, and you and I both know that with all the work we've done. But so it's about repro literally reprogramming. It's like taking that disc out of there and putting that disc into there instead. It's like... You update your Windows on your computer for those of us that still have PCs, not like you that has a Mac, obviously, Jason, <laughs> which we learnt this morning. <laughs> like Windows 11, I can't help you. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I had an upgrade, people, and I couldn't work it out. <laughs> um, so it's like we upgrade that or we upgrade our car or we upgrade our clothes or, you know, it. it's kind of like, we need to upgrade our, our mind. You know, our hearts are, are in one place and our mind is in the other. And then there's the gut. And we all know that all three are connected. And a lot of us, you know, there's that fight, flight, there's that um, intuition, there's, you know, that gut feeling, etc. Those are the ones you need to listen to. And the heart relates very, very well with that. The little shitty bitty machine up the top, the mind, it goes, no, 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 no. I'm here. Hello. Let me keep feeding you full of shit. Let me keep beating you down. 
and the other two got to kind of gang up on it a bit for a little while until they all kind of align and then it's sort of like no we're going to listen to the heart now and when you listen to the heart the gut goes oh my god this is so good because it's the expansion that you feel it's it there's a connect a physical connection in the body and then the and then the little itty bitty machine up the top goes oh but 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 we're like yep yeah, sorry you're gone <laughs> well and i think it's you know i think it's interesting as you as you're you know kind of going through this and saying this because you know we 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 started off at the beginning kind of talking you know about your path and and the the transition that you've made and how, you know, what you've gone through is similar to what I've gone through and what others that we know have gone through as well. Right. And that <clears throat> so much of the time we're giving, 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 beating up on ourselves behind the closed doors. Right. But showing up with a brave face to the public all the time. And then when the doors close or people go away, we kind of figuratively beat up ourselves, beat up on ourselves over and over yeah. again. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, this, this process that you're kind of talking about and, and, and going through, you know, I want to make sure as we're kind of wrapping up here that people, because we talked about a lot of stuff. We in, have, we can talk here. forever, you and I. I know. So <laughs> I know we've got to get back to our days. People got to get back to their days, but Correct. I wanted to kind of summarize a little bit, some of this stuff too, because you know, this is what we've been talking about is a cycle that yeah. I would say 70 to 80% of the people probably go through in their daily life. And so yeah. as you're listening to this, you're hearing us, you're like, man, that sounds like my day. That sounds like my week, right? Yeah. So first off, right? Well, the only way to change, first off, you have to become aware of it. And so if this is an awareness for you and you want to do something different, then start doing something different. Right. I mean, that's, that's the whole purpose, but, but it's, it's, you know, again, about, you know, realizing that there doesn't have to be any shame or guilt around it. No, because it doesn't have to exist. No, because you're not, you're not the, and you're not the only ones going through this. So that's a whole thing with, you know, mental illness versus mental well-being, right. That you're talking about is, We're so afraid to talk about it, but it's okay to talk about it. And there's people yeah. like Andy that you can talk about it too. And yeah. she knows you're not crazy. You're just human. Because <laughs> if you're crazy, I am too, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, and so am I, I guess, right? But you and know, that's so true. If we don't look after our mental well-being, we will end up with mental health issues. Yeah. And that's not even now I'm not that's not my jam I'm not even going to pretend I know how to help you through that because that's not who I am but 70% people will remain staying and living as they are right now and 30% are absolutely willing to have that to make that change and you and I Jason are part of that 30% which I'm just saying there's a few more of us out there come along and join us because you know this I support you through this program the whole way there are tools we stop and start when we need to there's support there's one-on-one calls there's all this sort of thing it's built around what you need Mm -hmm. and that's how I support you so that's you know I think that's a really important thing to add in at the end of this because um you know but especially I really liked it when you said that 70 percent 30 percent before which it, it made me think of that so yeah 
Well, and it's in, in, and you know, again, I mean, if, if in talking today, if Andy resonates with you, reach out to her. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the whole purpose of this. If she doesn't, that's okay too. Right. Right. But, yep. but, but the important thing is reach out to someone and start trying to do something different because if not two years from now, five years from now, you're going to wake up again, like most of us at midlife do and go, what the fuck just happened. Right. Yep. So once you have that awareness, just have the courage to actually reach out and ask for help. You don't have to be embarrassed about it because chances are whoever you reach out to, they're dealing with the same shit that you are. And when you tell them that you're struggling, they're going to go, oh my gosh, thank you for telling me that because I'm dealing with the same stuff. Exactly. And there's nothing you can say is going to scare us because <laughs> we've either done it or heard it ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, this is great. Andy, thank you. Uh, oh, thank for, you. For, for people that want to reach out to you, how's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Yep. I have an Instagram and a um, which is I am Andy Murphy. And my Facebook page is Andy Murphy. Um, my website is still a little bit yoga orientated. It's shifting. I have to just finish the content there, but it's andymurphy.com.au. Okay. Andy yep. Mur- Murphy dot com.au because you are in oz i am indeed you are in (laughs) oz well again thank you thank you andy for coming on today because again it's um this is something that i i people need to hear um and realize they're not alone and it's okay we got to talk about it you know i mean hell if 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 it was a physical issue right if you had cancer yeah you'd feel okay talking to people about it, I think. Right. But, but because it's mental, we're embarrassed about it, but we don't need to be. Yeah. It's, it's so anyway, thank you, Andy. I appreciate what you're doing and how you're helping uh, people in the world and uh, just love what you're doing. Thank you, Jason. I really appreciate it. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity to share my passion and my Dharma. Oh my gosh. It's so exciting. Feels good. Doesn't it though? Awesome. Feels awesome. There's nothing short of it. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Jamming with Jason. Keep on rocking in the audit world. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you enjoyed the most about the podcast and you may even be featured on a future episode. When you're ready to turbocharge your leadership development, join the Briefing Leadership Program, where you get access to everything in one place and can interact directly with me in the group. If you'd like to earn continuing professional education for listening to today's episode, head on over to C-Risk Academy's video on-demand learning platform at ondemand.criskacademy.com. Not only do you get a CPE certificate, but you will also have access to hundreds of video on-demand learning opportunities. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.